Welcome to Streamer Tales. Today we are going to be covering how to become the most successful streamer and content creator you can be. Whether you're on YouTube or Twitch, there is something here for you. So let's get into it. There has most likely never been a harder time to be a content creator. The marketplace is very oversaturated both on YouTube and on Twitch. Um, there are so many things for the viewer to choose from that it can be very hard to stand out. Um, but there are a number of key things that the people at the top are doing. There are multifaceted uh, segments in which they are excelling at all at once. Um, so I'm going to outline um, the things that the people who are truly successful are doing. And the people who are not so successful um, are some examples of what they're doing. Um, I have no ads on this. I have no course to sell you. I'm simply being honest with you. Um, my credentials are um, that I've been a, a content creator for nearly two decades um, on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, I've worked with Disney, I'm an author, I'm a writer, I'm a columnist, uh, I'm an artist through and through. And, you know, despite my own talents, uh, you know, I find it very hard to become successful in my own right. Um, but I'm very familiar with what it takes to be successful. Um, it's just a matter of the drive to meet all of those key metrics. So... Let's break it down to a very human level and let's really get into what it takes to be successful as a content creator in 2023. Now historically, um, it's always been difficult to become successful as an artist. Um, society isn't set up in such a way that it rewards artistry, not in the same way as it rewards industriousness. Um, being, you know, someone who does the nine to five, um, being a, a well-trained monkey on a typewriter. Society doesn't incentivize uh, being an artist or a writer or a narrator in the same way that it, in, it that it incentivizes being, um, you know, a uh, accountant, a lawyer, uh, a doctor, um, things along those lines, even working at McDonald's, you know, there, there is, uh, you know, a reward there if you do your job incredibly well. Um, there is, there has never been a guaranteed reward, even if you create the greatest art, um, that you could possibly create, um, you know, the greatest art that anyone's ever seen. There's never been a guarantee of a, some kind of a financial uh, or uh, return or a viewership return. When you factor the internet into that, suddenly um, everyone on the planet, every viewer on the planet, every human being has access to every artist um, who, you know, uh, is makes things on every strata. Um, be it, you know, uh, writing, um, uh, narrating, or uh, digital content creation. There's never been a time where the market has been 
more oversaturated. And so in order to be a successful artist, you have to hit uh, three or four key stratas. Number one, you have to do what you love at the most intense and highest level that you can. You have to put all of your effort into not only creating it, but polishing it into being the best product that it can. Um, but that is only one strata. Um, another strata is that you have to, uh, let's say you're on YouTube, you have to have a very visually appeal appealing banner. You have to have your thumbnails be very visually appealing um, because marketing um, with the with the interjection of the internet into artistry, um, artists really now more than ever have to concern themselves with the business end of art, and our brains don't function that way, right? So it's very counterintuitive, but it's something, and you know, like unless you have someone, you know, that does that stuff for you, like you. You know, nobody else is going to do it for you, and you got to do it. And then let's say, you know, you've made the best, the best content you can possibly create. You know, you've edited it, you've edited it, you've polished it, you've put the best thumbnail on there you can. Your channel is decked out to the nines with the best graphics that you could create or, you know, that you hired someone on Fiverr or some website to do, then you have to worry about being visible. You have to network, uh, preferably, um, you know, uh, while you're creating art, you're going to want to, you're going to want to make basically an account on every social media, um, Every social media platform there is, you're going to want to have a TikTok, you're going to want to have a Twitch, you're going to want to have Twitter, you're going to want to have YouTube. Uh, Facebook isn't so necessary anymore. Uh, I see that more as um, uh, a platform for people who aren't really typically looking to consume art. Um, I, I feel like YouTube is very much an, an antiquated social media platform, but it doesn't hurt to have one. And while you're making your art, you're going to want to be very active on basically all of these platforms. You're going to want to start to bring eyes towards you. You're going to want to, before you sell your art, you're going to want to sell yourself. Um, and that's a very important strata, and, and you're, you're going to want to really be active in that. I've seen many people who have made art and who have, you know, um, not been active on social media. I fall under that category myself, and they just don't end up reaching their truest potential because you you don't start gathering an audience when you release the actual art. You should really begin to gather an audience before you release the art. You're going to want to get on Twitter and start networking. Start releasing maybe micro-content, little pieces of yourself that people can 
kind of latch onto and find endearing, and then you get follows. Um, a really, really great app right now is TikTok, because you can make short-form content, and if you're an artist in any way, you can see the beauty in short-form content, and that all you have to do is make one point, have it resonate with people, and have it be well done, and, and boom, you know, there's like 10 new followers, easy. If you're able to replicate this process on TikTok, let's say, you know, like um, 20 or 30 times, and let's say you get better at it. Let's say you get better at making short form content, then, you know, the more the more followers you get, the more you're going to get. It's like, think of it like, um, like, like uh, a hill, you know, um, I think of it like a chart. You know, at first, you know, you're not really ticking up the chart too much, but you start to gather mo momentum, and momentum actually compounds upon itself. And if you continue to release that short-form content, and you start to get a feel for what works and what doesn't, what's visually and audibly appealing to people and what isn't, and what kind of, what kind of niche you want to create, um, that short form content in, um, it, it should be related to what you want to release, uh, your general content in the main stuff. It should be generally related to that. Otherwise, when you go and you release your content, it, you're going to lose uh, at least half of those people. In my 16, 15 to 16 years on YouTube, that's something that I've seen time and time again and that I've done where, you know, I've been releasing one kind of content that people are really into and then I deviate to want to try something else. Um, you can predict that when you do that, at least 25 to 50% of your audience is going to drop off. So... When you're, when you're on Twitter and TikTok and you're releasing things, you're going to want them to be congruent with uh, the content that you were going to be releasing on YouTube or the stream that you're, going to be, that you're going to be making on Twitch. And while you're doing this on TikTok or Twitter or preferably both, um, you're going to want to... Um, once in a while, you know, hype up your debut. You don't want to do it all the time because people are going to see right through that and they're going to feel like they're being marketed to rather than being served by your content. Ultimately, people want to be validated and they want a little dopamine hit, a little happy little jitter in their brain um, from interacting with you, uh, be it on TikTok or Twitter, while while you're in the phases of getting your content and your channel ready. Uh, so you don't want to hype up your debut, uh, let's say, on YouTube or Twitch too much. But you're going to want to, you know, maybe like once or twice a week, you know, uh, make reference to it. You know, like, like oh, so excited for my debut on da-da-da-da-da date. And... Don't set a date unless you can actually commit to it, because that will actually deflate people as well. I have made that mistake many a times. I'd like to give you an example of someone um, in regards to consistency where 
they were able to amass a, an audience very quickly um, prior to releasing content didn't strike on the iron and are now falling flat. It's actually a former colleague of mine. They got on someone's channel um, to tell their story. It was a very heart-wrenching story about their health. Um, it was very relatable, and a lot of people really resonated with that. And suddenly their channel and their Twitter, uh, for a very brief time, became very sought after. Everyone was checking it out. Everyone wanted to see this person and what they had to offer. And what did this person do uh, during this time? Did they have content lined up? Did they start creating content? Did they start um, maximizing everything they could on their social media platforms to p uh, keep people engaged? No, uh, they did absolutely nothing except for hype up the video on the other channel um, that they were interviewed on. And that ended up doing absolutely nothing for them. So the retention, out of all the people, I would like to say it was around 140,000 people or more that watched that video. I would say that they, at this moment in time, uh, a month out, retained maybe 10% of that audience, if if that, maybe 5 and, you know, I, I, it's no fault of their own, you know, like, you gotta know how to play this game. Um, but, like, they didn't strike while the iron was hot, and they weren't prepared for the iron to be hot to begin with. And if you're not prepared um, to, to strike when the iron is hot, when the audience is there, people on the internet and their attention span is very fickle. They will move on to the next thing that makes them happy, that gives them that little dopamine rush. And um, like, if you're not ready to ready to put your best self out there when you have like an audience like coming at you at like a massive speed, if they're coming there and they're just seeing nothing, or videos that are like three or four years old, or that are poorly produced, or have no content. Um, or, you know, uh, something that doesn't engage them, they simply will not stick around. The next area that really cannot be overlooked, um, and that ties into everything I'm going to mention today, is to be the, the hardest working person in the room. The hardest working person in the room. And now, what exactly do I mean by that? I mean, it's a rather ambiguous term, isn't it? Um, if you look at the top content creators, um, especially the Twitch streamers, because they have to work extra hard, uh, but YouTubers do as well, their work doesn't stop when they are finished creating or editing or uploading their content. Their work, um, continues on, like, through marketing and through micromanaging so many different things in the background and through networking and through planning the next thing and mapping it out and it involves it, I know it sounds like taking a lot of your free time and dedicating it to to your craft but that really at the end of the day is what it is it's making the conscious choice 
to say this is the free time I have, you know. I could go and have a good time, or I could hunker down and, you know, do something that would further my content. And that that is a big, big portion of what sets even modestly uh, successful channels apart from the rest of the crop. It is being willing to sit down and do that work and to sacrifice your free time uh, for your craft. And that's the mistake that uh, my former colleague had made um, when she had been interviewed on, on a channel and got, you know, well close to 150,000 views at this point and just didn't do an iota of work. I mean, she kept promoting the channel that she was featured on, but that didn't do anything for her. That just did something for the channel. Uh, it gave her cl a clout and, like, breaking points, but at the end of the day, that doesn't translate into audience uh, audience retention. That doesn't translate into... And, and you have to realize the audience is so, so... Their attention span is is nigh. It's non-existent they if you are inconsistent they'll drop you like a bad habit they will drop you very very quickly and just move on to the next person that is because their brain on a biological level wants a reliable source of happy a reliable dopamine hit because ultimately when they're watching when someone's watching your content and they enjoy it that's what it comes down to. It's very much a biochemistry, a biochemical action of the brain. You know, you watch something that you like, and your brain releases a small amount of dopamine, and that ties you to what you're watching. That is a huge, huge part. And if the brain detects any inconsistency, their natural, its natural inclination is to go, okay, let's find a more reliable source uh, of the happy because the happy isn't being, you know, given to me by this thing on a, on a consistent basis. So my friend, for all her talent in the world, you know, uh, she just didn't, my ex-colleague didn't remain consistent. Um, and the quality of her content to begin with, wasn't that great. I mean, she took stories off of Reddit and narrated them very inconsistently. The graphics on her channel are very, very basic and not very visually appealing or grabbing, grabbing or gripping and don't pull you in. And it's like, and it's unfair. It's unfair to her. Um, it's unfair to all of us who, right, who are, who are in who are in content creation because there are so many markers you have to hit in order to achieve the kind of success you want to achieve. If you want to get, like, if you want to hit, like, a, let's say 100,000 subs, you know, like, let's just set that out there as an arbitrary goal. There are so many markers that you have to hit that you have to be on top of your game. So if there's an influx in the amount of people that are looking at you, looking at your brand, looking at 
you know, even prior to any content release, you know, who are interested in you on TikTok or Twitch or another channel, you know, strike while the iron is hot. Give them something. Give them, you know, TikToks. Give them YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts are a really powerful tool to drive people towards your more longer form content. Because, you know, you can just release something simple and well edited. And if it strikes a chord with people, I mean, if you've looked at YouTube Shorts, there are ridiculously simplistic shorts that get like hundreds of thousands of views and then people want to know where these shorts are coming from and they'll click the little button um, that leads back to your channel. YouTube Shorts is ultimately one of one of the most powerful tools. I know it's like a direct response to TikTok, which is why I say to use both. You know, upload your short form content on both. You know, if you release something on TikTok and it hits, boom, put it on YouTube Shorts. That leads me to the next area I'd like to talk about, which is finding your niche and knowing it. Now, within um, content creation nowadays, um, finding your niche and really knowing it and and operating within it um, is tricky because first you have to find an established niche and then find your little sub area within that where you offer something unique that no one else is offering. Um, and that really is right now, I would say, like the struggle, a really big part of the struggle Um you could cre- create something entirely, entirely original and new. Um, but, you know, there's an old saying that, you know, it's all been done. <laughs> it really has, you know. Um, and so you have to find something that's been done, uh, but but find a way to really make it your own in a way that appeals to people. Uh, and then... When you, you know, keep experimenting, keep experimenting until you find the one that pops off. And when you do find the one that, you know, starts to gain more viewership, that starts to gain more attraction, double down on it, you know, both on all of your social media outlets and, you know, on, on, uh, on your main platforms like YouTube and Twitch double down upon it. Now there are some niches that are very oversaturated that you should, unless you have something revolutionary, uh, something very, very eye-catching or something that you're extremely confident in, um, you know, that there are some niches you should not broach. Um, The VTuber niche is something that everyone everyone and and their aunt you know is going into and because of that like it, it it has become highly oversaturated you know the chances of you becoming the next iron mouse or the next you know um Kason or the next you know whoever's popular on hollow live nowadays um is very low um in the narration community um, there are some people who do it at an extremely high level, uh, but they all have their graphics on point. They all have their, 
uh, their audio equipment on point. They have absolutely everything on point. They have, you know, little animations in their videos completely on point. They're editing on point. And it's like, if you fall short of like any of those mark, uh, like those markers, you will like drown in the background of what the, what the top players are doing in these niches. So it's important that when you're picking your niche, make sure it's not saturated to the point where no matter what you make, you're going to be drowned into the background. Um, you know, you can still be a, a successful VTuber. It's just that you have to offer something unique that no one else is offering that there is an audience for. And that's a big gamble. Um, it's a lot lesser of a gamble um, in narration, in story narration. That's a really big thing on, on YouTube, um, you know, like spooky stories. Um, you know, there are people that do it incredibly, incredibly well. And if you have your graphics on point, if you have good audio equipment, if you have a really enticing banner, a good gimmick, you know, uh, a good voice, you know, you can really, you know, you can really find your place in there. But if you fall short of any of those aspects, then you're just going to tumble into the background of every other person with a hundred subs that's trying to do it. Of course, I'm going to get uh, into the different niches and sub-niches that are popping off in 2023 um, in a subsequent episode. If that's something that people would like to hear, uh, you know, leave a comment down below. If you're on YouTube, let me know. And I will definitely, um, because again, I've been doing this for close to, you know, 16 years. And, uh, you know, I, I keep a very, very close eye on what's working and what isn't, what's popping off. And uh, so that's definitely something I would love to dive into. So in the interest of keeping it short and sweet as I have, you know, I've painted uh, a lot of things with a very broad brush and haven't gone into them in greater detail. Uh, I'd like to add a different date if that's something that people like to hear. Uh, but to really keep it succinct, um, number one, make sure that you're on every social media platform and that before you release anything on YouTube, or even if you already are releasing something on YouTube or streaming, you know, it's it's never too late to really start marketing your brand and to get on social media, get on TikTok, uh, get on Twitter, and get yourself out there. Uh, you know, and number two, get your graphics, you know, on point. It could be as simple as hiring someone on Fiverr and paying them, like, 20 bucks to do your graphics for like everything you know there are people who will do that um you know number three be the hardest working person in the room you know when you're not making your youtube videos concentrate on your short form content on youtube and on tiktok concentrate on networking on twitter and on tiktok um tiktok is a really really I would say it's the most popular social media platform, digital media platform, like, right now. Um, and, you know, if you're not on there, you know, it's a very foolish game not to be on there. Because, you know, that is where, uh, uh, you know, the broad 
the broader end of of the young audience is finding you know their content also find your niche you know that's something else we covered and you know uh double down on you know the little area within the niche that you find you excel at and that you know really uh, resonates with people and the way that you can tell it resonates with people is really just as simple as going and checking your data checking your analytics and seeing what gets views what areas you know people in your videos drop off and when you see an area where people drop off try to change that or mitigate that or leave that to the end of the video really simple things like that the analytics tool in youtube uh, is one of the most powerful tools you could be using uh, and and there are different websites which will help you really get into the into the, the minutiae of breaking down you know uh, things related to the analytics and how other channels similar to yours are doing and what they're doing um, you know uh, a really great free resource that I use is called the vid IQ and it's just an app that you download on your PC and literally it'll it'll tell you how many views per hour every video is getting that you come across you know um also optimizing your search engine um optimization your seo that's something else i didn't cover optimize your seo and vidiq is really great for that uh there's no sponsorship here i just use them they will literally um, suggest, you know, um, tags to put in your videos. And YouTube says tags aren't important, and I highly, highly doubt that. Um, because since I, you know, uh, you know, got my search engine optimization on point, you know, I went from having zero viewers to suddenly one video getting a thousand, and, and like gathering an audience, you know. Um, uh, so it, it really is uh, important to get your search engine optimization on point. And vidIQ is a really great tool for that. Um, you know, you can start to type something in and it will show you all of the terms for that that, that are searched. And you got to fill that tag section up, baby. You got to pack it from pillar to post, from, from ass to tea kettle. Another great thing um, to do is um, have have the, a keyword from your title also in your description and in the tags. And vidIQ, again, I'm not sponsored by them, but like this is just something I learned through the app. Like, you know, having that like phrase like, you know, the key point of your video, both in the title, description, and as a tag, kind of makes the YouTube algorithm like you a bit more and make you feel more relevant to whatever niche or topic you're posting about. So definitely search engine optimization. Um, I, it sounds like a pain in the ass, but like with vidIQ, 
which is a, a tool I use. Um, it, it's so easy to download. Uh, and you can get the free, it's free. Like, don't even bother with the paid versions because they don't offer anything of substance beyond the free version, you know? Uh, if anything, they should be charging for the free version because that's where the actual useful content is. You know, um, VidIQ will also show you what videos are working, which ones to double down on. Which ones, you know, aren't working uh, and that maybe you should let drop off, you know. Um, so many useful things are on there and it'll add to your analytics too. It'll add a few tabs. Um, uh, so that's a really big tool in your arsenal that I would definitely, definitely use. So while I started off by saying that there has never been a more difficult time to be uh, discovered as a digital content creator, there's also never been a more exciting time. And if you, if, if you know how to get all of your ducks in a row, you can really make a go at it. I really believe you can. Um, I was, I was successful more back towards the 2010, so that's when I got my deal with a YouTube, uh, talent agency, and then went to, went on to work with Disney, uh, and then went on to be an author. Um, you know, that's just, uh, where I'm at. And I'm now getting back into a place, um, where I am, you know, getting back to making YouTube content. Uh, and I'm right now at a crucial point where I'm pivoting from the content I'm making now to new forms of content that I'm trying out. So if you want to check me out on YouTube, you can just type in at Demon Tom and it'll bring me right up. And uh, yeah, I hope you're all having a fabulous day. Make sure to have a really good cup of tea or coffee or hot chocolate, whatever you're warm beverage of choices and remember that it's not a hopeless game on there it might seem like very disorganized and and the way that the algorithm chooses which people are popular and which people aren't but it really really is a matter of micromanaging every aspect of your visual presentation of your audio presentation all of that stuff and if you get those things in order and, you know, and, and optimize your search engine optimization and you're putting out the best art and the best content you can, I really believe that you sitting here today, you really can, you know, grow an audience and really enjoy yourself. And who knows, you know, you might, you might be the next Mr. Beast. You might be the next big Fortnite streamer. I don't know, whatever you're into. <laughs> anyway, that's all for now. Peace and love.